So, My Girlfriend is a Werewolf. Written and narrated by Rebecca R. Cahill. Produced by Haley Ringer. Featured by Bookleaf. My name is Todd Martin, and my life is pretty much perfect. I work for a company called Lotus Industries that specializes in scientific research for the advancement in medicine. But don't get excited yet. I'm their IT guy. It's my job to make sure no one breaks into their secured network and steal their most valuable research. It isn't just the job that makes my life perfect. Here at Lotus Industries, I met Valerie Ortega almost a year ago. She is the most gorgeous and perfect research assistant I have ever met in my life. She is the kind of girl that makes you fall on your knees as she walks past. She has this aura about her that draws you in. Her beauty is unlike anything of this world. Long, starlit hair. Eyes like the evening sky, skin like porcelain. Of course, that is as perfect as it will ever get for me. Because what would a girl like her want with a guy like me? I am, after all, just the nerdy IT guy. Hey, Martin, Samuel says as he walks by my cubicle. Going out with us tonight? We're going to play some pool at Dan's. Can't, Sam. The boss needs me to work late tonight, I reply. You say that every Friday night. I'm not sure I believe you, Sam replies as he scratches his chin. Of course, it is a lie. I would say anything to not have to be around Sam and the other co-workers he collected from here to hang out with. Their Friday ritual was dance. I'm not a fan of social events. And one person among his cohorts specifically was one of the reasons why I avoided going. Valerie Ortega Go ahead and ask Pamela yourself, I tell him, staring him down. He is just as much scared of Pamela as I am. She is the night to Valerie's day. No one ever questions Pamela Jones. If she told you to do something, You did it, because if you didn't, she would fire you on the spot, or perhaps hang you. She is tough, that Pamela. Sam is the first to look away. All right, you win. She gives me the creeps. You and me both, I say with a sigh. You know, rumor has it that Pamela Jones is a vampire. Sam looks at me seriously, his eyes wide with terror. I let out a humorous laugh. That's because she's cold-hearted. Yeah, he replies, his gaze glassing over as he stares forward. Dude, it's just a rumor, I tell him, as I study his somber expression. 
Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, man. Sam strolls off towards his cubicle and sits down in his swivel chair. I watch him for a minute as he scratches his neck. It's then that I notice two distinct puncture wounds right above his collarbone. As he scratches at it, one of the wounds opens and a trickle of blood oozes out. Sam wipes at it, studying it in his fingers for a moment. He looks terrified at the sight. I watch him as he reaches for a tissue and wipes at the blood on his neck. Satisfied, he brings his collar back up, hiding the puncture wounds. His head lifts as he gazes around the cubicles, no doubt to see if anyone noticed. I shift my gaze towards my computer screen, seemingly preoccupied with something else before he can realize I had been watching him. A shiver runs down my back as I think about those two distinct puncture wounds. Something was off at Lotus Industries. Chapter 2 That night, I stay true to my word and run a few scans for our system maintenance reports that are due in a few days. I don't want to risk a chance of running into Sam and his entourage. The social life just isn't for me. I am much happier giving my full attention to computers, especially the high-tech Renegade with the Core 7 processor with a TG3B hard drive. This was a supercomputer at its finest, with some modifications from myself. With this computer, I can access anything I need to make sure our security was at its finest. I sat back in my chair as the computer ran a scan for our network. I kicked my feet up into the desk and placed my hands behind my head. I closed my eyes for a minute as I listened to the sound of the computer running its software. It is the sound of pure bliss. My stomach lets out a deep rumble. I look around in alarm, as if someone is here, but no one heard the hunger in my belly. I'll have to eat soon. Suddenly, an alert rings in my ears, and I snap my eyes open. I lean towards the screen and look at the alert that just appeared, pausing the scan midway through. It reads, Network Breach. Someone is attempting to hack into our system. I quickly type away at the keyboard, reading through the coding for our firewall until I have successfully blocked the attacker out. Curious, I backtrack the hacker's trail. This trail, though it may be invisible to the average Joe, is pretty easy to locate if you know the backports through the software. Once I lock onto the coding, I follow the trail until it leads me to the files they were attempting to steal. Wolfsbane 234. Curious, I click on the file. A list of documents appears. I click on a few of them and recognize some medical formulas for their trial medicines. A video appears at the bottom entitled Patient 22, and I can't help but click on the file. A doctor appears with a syringe in their hand. Someone stands before them, her hair long and red. She wears a hospital gown. Will it hurt? 
the girl asks. No, we are here to help you, the doctor says. The girl holds out her arm, and the doctor presses the syringe into her vein. For a moment, nothing happens. Then the girl lets out a cry as she bends over like she's in agonizing pain. She grips her hair as she begins to transform from a person into an overly large-sized dog. Wolf. Werewolf. The term comes to mind. I thought they had been a myth, but seeing this transformation before my eyes makes me question everything I thought I knew about the world. The doctor waits for a moment as she studies the monster. When nothing happens, she slams her hands on her workstation. No, she cries. The werewolf begins to growl. The doctor turns her gaze towards the werewolf. I am trying to help you, the doctor says. The wolf lowers down on its hunches like it's ready to strike. In one fluid motion, the doctor reaches under her workstation and pulls out a gun. She shoots the wolf just as it tries to leap towards her. The wolf crashes, and the doctor lets out a terrible sigh of relief. She presses a button on her workstation. Come, remove patient 22 and take her to her room, she says. Wolfsbane 234 is non-conclusive. Are you sure? came a deep voice. Yes. Surely you would want to try it on another patient before you deem the product unsuccessful. No. We need to reanalyze the antibody found in her blood. There was a long pause. Very well, Dr. Moore. Just remember, the longer you take, the more lives at stake. I watched the doctor for a moment as she reaches out to grab a pen and make some notes on a sketchbook. I feel so numb at what I had seen, almost like I couldn't comprehend it. A werewolf. It was impossible, and yet, I couldn't deny what the video had shown me. First, Sam's puncture wounds, and now this? What was going on with Lotus Industries? I quickly closed out of the computer and logged off. I would finish the scans another day. I felt anxious and jittery as I reached for my coat and pulled it on. I checked for my wallet, keys, and phone. Satisfied I had all three, I turned to leave and collided into someone. Oh, sorry, Todd. A voice like velvet and smooth chocolate reaches out to me. It's Valerie Ortega. Thank you for listening to part one of So My Girlfriend is a Werewolf, written and narrated by Rebecca R. Cahill. You can find this full short story on Wattpad. Feel free to visit the author at rebeccarcahill.blogspot.com or follow her on Twitter and Facebook. If you like this story, please follow and like. You can also find us on Twitter under Unbound Tours or on Facebook under Bookleaf. Part two of this story will be released soon. I hope you enjoy.